back to the Iron Board Show. Tonight we got a very special guest, none other than the entrepreneur, the coach known around Israel for his baseball expertise, Morty Charnowitz. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me. So we're very excited about tonight. It's going to be a great podcast, good topics, good energy going here tonight. Honestly, you know what I'm super excited about? We're, I'm sitting here at least with two people that are super experienced with life. That's what I'm super pumped about. For me, this is what's enjoyable. Steph, I know Steph, you got a crazy experience. I don't know what the hell's going on in your life, but you got a story. We got story after story. And guys, Morty, <laughs> you, think I, you think I have stuff? You guys are in for stories. a treat. We'll have at least one Morty story tonight. Uh, you got plenty. Uh, I think we should get a couple. Yeah, We'll have at least a couple, guys. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I've been through some fun stuff in life. It's been a nice, fun journey. Is life fun? Life is fun. I mean, look, one good perspective that I kind of stay positive and, you know, stay out of judgmental eras is that you can learn from anyone. Man. It doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter how old I am, what I've been through. All right. So as a man, as you are full of experiences, um, I got a question. And this is my question. It's super random. But um, do you eat ketchup with eggs? What up, what up? It's the Iron Board Show, baby. It's the Yachtsman and the Steph, bro. So let's straighten a couple things out, as you know. Now right here, baby. We gotta get ourselves a fat iron. Only an iron made like a noise that you could hear. Like, oh, Oh, the tss. Actually, as I got older, I hate ketchup. I don't touch ketchup anymore. Even my hot dogs, nothing. Wow. I'm a chili guy. Oh, yeah. Guys, he's been through too much he's ketchup. Too much <laughs> ketchup. Too much ketchup. <laughs> That's amazing. Also, when you have kids, it's like such a different uh, thing. Yeah, like, they want gross, ketchup right? with, like, soda. That doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> well, they just go, I like peanut butter. I like ketchup. Why not put the two together? Right. It's funny, though, because my brothers won't touch ketchup. And I also used to not touch ketchup. But when I got older, I started appreciating ketchup. Uh, so maybe it's like a life thing. Like, when you're young, if you didn't like ketchup, when ketchup, you get older, right, you have, like, a ketchup mask. bad ketchup. I, you know, I found out with like kids also. I, you know, I try to keep it cool. You know, having your own kid, I have three kids, so having your own kids and they, you know, they cry a lot. I came to learn that I have a cry limit, and if I hit that limit, I gotta put that kid in a room and I gotta just separate <laughs> myself. <laughs> like I can handle lock the door. Three hours of crying a day. As soon as it goes three hours thirty seconds, I'm, I'm, I, I lose it. So you're saying that to me, but you're, like you're curling this back to catch up. Yeah, back to catch up. He surpasses catch up limit. Guys, gotta deal with his kids. Yeah, so not only does he not have experience, right? Not only does he not have ketchup on his eggs. Like, I don't even like hummus so much anymore. <laughs> since I've been here for twelve years. It's Do like, you like sauces other than chili? Oh, I like. Oh, yeah. You always. I always go spicy. Like sriracha or spicy mayo. Now they started making all these amazing mayos now. I didn't have the stuff sauce. Oh, you like the mayo chop and the no, mayo moss? No, no, anything with, no, nothing ketchup. Nothing ketchup. So I just no, make my mayo, own. mayo, mayo moss. I know. So they have. Mayo chop, so I do they like have the spicy mayo, barbecue mayo, garlic yeah. mayo, and now you can just like buy it in a jar. Would you put all these sauces on eggs? If you don't, I'm not. I don't know. Me when I make egg sandwich, more. Um, I have a friend Mati taught me some good tricks. You gotta do everything. No more oil. You do everything with butter. Okay. Mm. And it makes it much more guyish. Right? I never yeah. thought of like we never thought of it growing up. It was like don't boil in the pan, throw a couple yeah. of eggs on there. And then you do like cream cheese, like and you melt the cream cheese like in and you put a whole bunch of cheese and you make like this, you know, fatty uh, sandwich. I love I love that what he's saying. I think we have to go to Morty's house for some eggs. <laughs> That's definitely yeah, but I I love what he's saying about like as a Jew, you only start putting like rubbing the pan with butter like once you saw like Gordon you're exposed to Gordon Ramsay. Like your mother never did it. Did your mother do butter? 
Um, no, I don't not recall ever. No, 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 never, never anything with butter. How it's always margarine, margarine. Or oil. But why is that? Because we have to keep everything yeah, par. Yeah, keep it par. What do you mean? Like oh. The pan, the pan, the pan stays par. Then you have you a, dairy pans, right? Okay, fine, for sure. But, but maybe it's like you're so there. used to not using butter. Also, butter is pretty fattening, and what, once you're not used to <laughs> using butter and like. Chicken and, and steak. It's a non-Jewish like, thing. You don't use butter in everything. Like the only time I remember like having Ooh, butter as a true, kid is like the nice. hotels that had those little butter things. Oh, I love those. You put, put them on top of and you put them on your put bread and yeah, uh, put in the hot and you warm it up like on the toaster yeah. and the thing. Oh. Yeah, but Steph, are you a ketchup? I just want to take yeah. a quick poll. You a ketchup? Um, I'm. I haven't been a ketchup on that guy in a while. Okay. I've also graduated to more high-end sauces. There we I'm go. a very high-end sauce guy. I'm. I'm very high maintenance when it comes to my sauces. If you you see my fridge, I got a lot of sauces. I think I, I don't think I even have ketchup in my fridge right now. You think I'll, it's an Israeli thing? No, no, it's become American. I think it's more also. American to have ketchup with yeah, a it's lot of things. I remember growing. I mean, I was here 20 years ago in Yeshiva. We, America, we didn't have that stuff. Like, where you have like 30 different sauces on anything you want, like a toast. Yeah, but I also, I also in Israel, they don't use Heinz ketchup like the Israelis. They use the garbage ketchup. It's so bad. You don't like usin? Ugh. It's, it's funny. I actually Pesach thought you said I kind of like yeah, it. Yeah, but the Heinz ketchup is brutal here. There's people. I've met people over Pesach that actually prefer the awesome, yeah, ke- awesome ketchup. Awesome. It's awesome, awesome. 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 What's the Heinz ketchup? But more sugar in the in the Heinz, so Israelis aren't used to that. They don't like things with a lot of sugar. But Heinz in Israel, Heinz in Israel tastes very watered down. Yeah, they probably like their less. alcohol. Yeah, yeah, the alcohol. Everything's, everything's watered different. down. It's cheap. But so, uh, just my last point on the ketchup and eggs, and then we'll yeah, and then we'll get out of this. But it just. Did you grow up eating ketchup and eggs, or was there a time when you just, when you started doing ketchup and eggs? Like, is it from the home, or it's a later thing? And do you remember that day? Steph, where do you take this? Take this one. I, we, I didn't grow up with like parents around, so we had to, we had cereal milk for breakfast. We, like, if we wanted eggs, like, you know, maybe my sister made eggs. I you know whatever we had in the house. You know, uh, it was a very different time. We weren't yeah. you know from the eighties served anything. Eighties, uh, late eighties, early nineties. We had to fend for ourselves. Nice. I, as I said before, I don't. I didn't like ketchup as a kid, so I never put it on my eggs. I graduated to the ketchup. Now I graduated from the ketchup. Ketchup's a basic. It's a basic sauce. Yeah. When I don't you graduate it. that, you have higher tastes in your mm-hmm. sauces. Yeah, that's for sure. I can tell you something I do with sauces, though. Usually, I, 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 make, I make like a chullin with sauces. Yeah. Everything I like, I'll put it together. I'll, I'll try different things with... Uh, you are more of like a chomp man. I feel yeah. like things don't really matter like taste wise to you. You just like throw you like, it all in there. You like this? You like that? It goes. It <laughs> goes in. So I'm into that. Like I'm into Caesar that. sauce on my hot dog. It was amazing. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. it's good stuff. I like what you like. No, because I always I just feel like the ketchup and 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 egg situation is always like somebody at a certain age, eleven or whatever, you started doing it. It's not. It's never from the home. I could be off about this. And then at a certain age, we just like grow out of it. I personally don't eat bait sauces really so much anymore. I kind of stopped eating them. I feel like they've been really the guy. Okay, I can't really graduate to that. That's like high level. That's like Harvard graduate yeah. right no. there. No, well, obviously, obviously like it depends on the situation. I mean, if you're in a sandwich, okay, it's different. But meaning, I mean, I, I'm i eating when I'm eating meat and different chickens and fishes and salmon, whatever. I don't want to. Well, you're never putting sauce on steak. Meat, right. If you're well, having like I'm a high-end steak, you're never putting sauce. It's always like cheap steaks. You so what about a steak sandwich? Put sauce on that? Well, that's cheap steak. Yeah, that's like 
bad uh-huh. pieces of you meat to chop right. up. Like, no, because yeah. I've been enjoying really a lot lately, like a steak sandwich with no sauce to get that fresh tomato, that lettuce. The bread is so meat, dry. Yeah, ju- dry. That sounds like. A, but you let everything sound like an appetizing sandwich. You gotta shut up and focus on the sandwich, and you let it marinate in the freaking mm, mouth. Nah. It tastes so damn good. You let these flavors. Uh, everyone has their own taste. Whatever. You know? Okay. I'm not with Point you is ketchup one. and ketchup and eggs. Do you do it or do you not do it? Are you a fan of ketchup? Do you hate it? Do you like it? I don't know. Can I give everybody a little tip? Now, I'm in the new age of air fryers. I have yet to use my oven. I've been living in a place for, I don't know, nine months. All I do is air fry everything. Oh, legit? I, yeah, I came to air this. Air frying is it's, amazing. It's the best. It's so, good. air fry hot dogs instead of barbecue, and it's much better. You got the 11-minute pizza right there. Yeah. And Wait, the soup, you get is the case is good? The, you get the craft. You get the, the good, hot craft. <laughs> good craft. Yeah. And you get that fried craft. Mm. Nice. Yeah. So, what I do now is I just actually had, um, you know, Nati and Micha. They were on the Kfirim. Anyway, so they came over, and I was teaching them about, like, the hot dog, how you have to do it. I did, um, I got the hot dogs. Oh, my bad, sorry. Um, yeah, I got the hot dogs. I made the hot dogs. And then you take, you open the bread, you put whatever sauces you like, and then I put the fake cheese. I got, like, stacks of, like, par of cheese. You don't want to go with the real cheese on there? No, it's kosher, man. Okay. <laughs> no, I gotta keep the kosher home. You know what I mean? Um, and then you put you melt you put the hot dog once it's already done back into the bun with the sauces, the cheese on the side. Put another four minutes in the air fryer, and it melts it all together. And it's toasty. It's crunchy. Morty's it's a man of science. Guys. I didn't know you're a man of food. He's got it all down to the science. Man of fast food. Fast. I'm about to say that. I was about to drop that. Yeah, a man of fast food. He's got it down. Okay, guys, let's 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 uh, transfer into to some tachlis over here. So Morty Morty does a lot of coaching. He has a lot of experience in that. I want to just go into the world of coaching for a second, and I want to ask you a question: How integral is coaching for kids' development, teenager, child? So uh, my coaching perspective is more of the same way I work as like a dad perspective, where I. I coach the way I want to be coached. I dad the way I want it to be dadded. That's a word. I made it up. No, I like to work like now, that. guys. Yeah. Look it up in the dictionary. I dad the way Gary's I want it to be dad. Right. So I like, love that. I when I like watch my kids, right? So I'm like, guys, go explore, have fun. As long as you're in my peripherals and I can see and make sure to protect you when you need protection, because that's what we do. As you know, when when you learn to have kids, it's like everything is just protect your kids. Some people overprotect and they start to put them in a little box and it's, it's just they're not going to experience life. It's the same thing with like coaching. When I coach, I don't I'm not into drills and whatever. I, 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 you know, I have the fun drills and all the fun things like drills for days. As you go through it, it just automatically comes to you. Um, I'm more of I, when I teach it's drills are for thinking and whatever. As soon as we scrimmage play or anything of the sort, if any kid comes over to me, he's like, I think or I thought or I'm like, stop talking. I don't even talk to them. It's read, react. You're coming here to have fun? Go have fun. I'm not going to restrict you from anything. So I love that approach, and I think that's how we all want it to be dadded, right? Yeah. Right? <clears throat> you don't want to be constricted. You don't want to be in that box. You want to go out there and have fun and explore. But how integral is it to have a coach? Oh, super. Dude, it, if you're playing, I mean, I, I grew up my whole life. I, the first time I was coached, uh, I was 29 years old. I right. Mean, it's such a different – you need guidance. You know what? That's what it is. It's guidance. Everybody needs guidance. When you're coming into something and sports, it could be anything in life, Gamara. I mean, that's what Rebbe's there for. Wait, so I just got a question. Wait, I, I'll be honest. I had no idea you coach. Yeah. Well, I've been coaching. But that's – you coach – what do you coach? Sports? Yeah, I coach the tackle high school team in Jerusalem. Oh, legit. Yeah, and I also coach the women's national team around the world. 
Do you actually coach the women's national team? Yeah, flag. Which flag one football. do you prefer to coach? Which teams? I like both. Joy? I like both. I'm very passionate about. No, because I think I think you're a very popular guy, in especially in Izzo. I wonder how many people know that you coach during the week. I think most, uh, people, most, people, most people, people do. Most people do. Yeah, like when no, I, I know you when for I'm a while, umping, right? But when I'm umping, sometimes guys will ask me for coaching tips. Oh, legit? Yeah. Oh. Ask Sammy. You know Sammy. Sammy son. Yeah. Yeah. So all the time. Well, Sammy's a guy who like knows, he gets to know people. So like he asks, like, oh, what do you do? How do you right. do whatever? Yeah, he he's a huge fan of me, by the way. Uh, um, okay, so I love that. Like it's so weird. Over the years, I get to know. I'm like. It's like I usually don't remember any names or anything, and right, people so. ask me, "How do you remember?" It's experiences. So then, so wait, so then, you do, how do you get into coaching? Um, I was just asked, and then um, it just it just came a natural, to me natural coach, a natural coach, without a delivery, oh. and um, special delivery. But going going back, I I agree hundred percent. I think coaching is integral. I, like like you, I didn't have any coaching growing up, right. and I feel like. If I did, that would have helped a lot in my life. So let me ask you this question. This is a follow-up. Are your kids going to be coached? Are you going to put them in sports? So I, oh, they're ready. My oldest son is I, – I, uh, I don't know if you guys know Donnie Eastman. You might not know him. Definitely uh, yeah, Steph I do, knows I him. I remember. Uh, super famous guy here. Best athlete in the oh, country. Oh, tell me you coached him. No, no, no. Okay. I'm not good enough to coach him. Yeah. Come yeah. on. You got to stay in your realm. Bro. Stay in your lane. You stay know, in your lane. know your lane, yeah. guys. That's tip number two. I, I have to meet a lane. Yeah. <laughs> dad jokes. So, dad, the dad is dadding, guys. Yeah. yeah. Um, no. So my son, I I coached him for a little bit, and then I realized I can't really coach him. In certain I was legit things. my follow up question. Yeah, uh, it's very very hard at times, but he went and got coached by other people, and he keeps begging me to come back and coach him. No really? way. Yeah. I was I was assuming that no way a dad can coach a son. Yeah. yeah. But he's but he begging wants me to. You back? Yeah. And he knows that so I'm very strict right. about certain things. Yeah. That, again, it's the letting go. It's the non-control. When you don't try to control everything, and you know, oh, I know best, and I I don't know best. I don't know things. I'm just as ignorant as the next guy. I just don't sit there and claim to. You know things that I know that I don't know or know, and you know what I'm saying, and vice versa. So I love that, but it sounds like the fat, the lack of coaching that you had gave you the ability to be a good coach. Does that was, make sense? I think it was more the getting put down. In order to be great, it comes from a place of abuse. Right. It doesn't matter. Like people so that's don't what understand I mean. that. Like, right. Like we can go you, into that. For a you, oh, you want? Oh, I, I feel like going that for days. <laughs> yeah, we can go into this, but I feel like from what I'm understanding. If Morty had the upbringing that he is, you know, giving over to these kids and his kids, he wouldn't necessarily be the, as good of a coach that, that he is right now. Right, he might be stuck in my ways. Right. So now he has this whole new understanding and able to see a vision of don't control because that doesn't work, and being able to coach these kids in the right direction with the lack of forcing a kid. So there's like a saying in coaching, right? Well, you always have to put fun in fundamental. Right. Nice. I added another I like one. That. Oh, what you also you have add? to put mental in fundamental. Oh, okay. You have to have a lot of crazy and a lot of fun, and learn how to keep it in a controlled environment. Because as soon as you Dude, do I something out of saying. control and you're part of a team, you're affecting the guys next to you. And that's what's great about coaching high school kids. They're going to the army. I tell them, dude, this is perfect training for the army. If you don't have, if you don't trust the brothers next to you and the thing next to you, here it doesn't matter. Nothing's really gonna happen. Maybe you'll get injured. That's the worst that can happen. You're talking about in sports. You go to army right. and you don't trust the guys next to you, or you do something that oh, I'm gonna be better than everybody else, and I'm gonna go forth. You're dead. Yeah, what's he called? Speaker, whatever. Our, our boy had a 
has a story where he actually, there was a kid in their group that people were scared of him with a gun. People were, like, super scared. How, like, he just, they didn't trust him. And, like, he was I don't, I, I, sometimes I'm scared hanging around with these 18-year-olds with, like, machine guns hanging around. Dude, I've hung around with some of these armies. There's <laughs> yeah. always a story. Yo, like, how come there's, there's no story? You don't want to be the guy don't in the know story. I don't know these stories. You just don't know them. Don't know They're super these. secret. Like, yeah? they won't let it out. There are plenty of stories yeah, the of training accident. Yeah, training accidents. Training accidents. A bunch of kids hanging in a room drinking with their thing, and their gun goes off because they kept it loaded. Yeah, that was a training accident. Oh, for real? Yeah. So naive. It's so insane. It's not, like, so nice to like, talk to you guys. Like, <laughs> nah, bro. There's a reason why. There's first of all, the media in this country sucks, and it's good and it's bad. But it's probably it's probably um protected. It's very protected. But then we this lose out uh, against free uh, countries, right? Communist country. It's a, for sure a communist. It, I call it. Uh, you know, it's like people say it's like a third world country, and then you know America's like a first world country. Yeah. This is like a one and a half, not like second. a two. Right. It's like somewhere in between where it's like sometimes you're like this place is run by mafia. Deal with anything to do with taxes in this country. It's run by mafia. It's who you know. Yeah. How much money you have. Nothing I don't know anything here. about Israel until it once, once it gets a little political. Again, I've been here for twelve years. I I just I don't I refuse to be like that. I still I'm stuck. I'm stubborn in my American culture. But I've dealt with. Yeah, so I don't think that's so bad. But wait a minute. So I just got a question yeah. on, and you guys said earlier was that um, abuse. Abuse. Well, greatness create, comes from greatness abuse. comes from abuse. Yeah. Does that mean like let's say every sports player? You're not you're not talking about like sports players that become huge, great. You think I, I actually you think, do think yeah. yeah. Let's say man, like, I'm just using <clears throat> Derek Jeter. Let's say right. You don't know what he's been through. But you think the reason why he comes so great is because from a childhood thing. Dude, in order to be great, you have to fail. I also th- look at like these young guys now, like in the NBA. Let's look at John Moran, right? Someone like that. His dad was literally forcing him every single day. He doesn't say he forced him, but his dad was training. All the ball brothers. All the ball, yeah. yeah. All the ball brothers. It's crazy. His dads are forcing them eight-hour days Shoot. training. Is you saying that was abusive? Of course it's abusive. A kid doesn't. First of all, he doesn't know what he wants, but he's forced into it, and then they find greatness oh. in him. So he's forced to work extra hard, and then. He tur- he turns into liking it. Let me ask you, you know what I just by the way recently like discuss sorry to whatever, uh, discovering like the sports players these days. There's not much. It used to be like in baseball and in basketball, like you see the parents like there'll be like crazy athletes and then their kids are. Okay. You don't find that there are some, but you don't find it so much these days. Like for instance, where's Michael Jordan's kid? Yeah, because you didn't push him. Right. Is that, push is that a real thing? Because that's what their dad did before you didn't them. Want to push him? Right. So was okay. that was that good or bad? It, there's two sides to it. Now it's a cycle, LeBron, the cycle, because LeBron's kid supposedly is going to make it. A, a Shaq's kid is going to be like one of the top drafts. Oh yeah, yeah. But again, it's all different. But then you have you know people like Magic's kid is, uh, you know, living in a pride moment, and, <laughs> and, uh, and Will Wade we'll has a kid yeah. like Wayne. that. Yeah. yeah, that's. I mean, you have to look at abuse over there too, or neglect, or whatever right. you want to call neglect. it. Or, but, or again, it's not always people. We're so blinded growing up in yeshiva that, you know, we're all made the same, and then it's how you're brought up. It's not true. There are people that are made to like something that is out of nature. Wait, so can I ask you, wait, so wait, once we're just on the topic, yeah, so gay, like, we're just going to go into gay, the yeah, gay yeah. topic. Why not? Who cares? So, like, as I always felt that to the rabbeim when I was in school, when they would say, like, gay is not natural because whatever, people could be i'm assuming people could be born gay no that's a very don't assume it's guaranteed bro if you were gay growing up in the 80s there's no doubt in my mind 80s 90s there's no doubt in my mind that you did not want to be gay do you know what they used to do 
you were just bullied the hell, hell out of, let's say. Bullied I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. Dude, nobody meaning, would touch just, you. Nobody would go near you. Okay, so I'm saying. They were afraid to talk to you. They were afraid to be anywhere within Dalai Lama's even. Right. <laughs> it's yeah, not a joke. So like, they, we were, so, again, it was, again, all comes from a place of um, just not knowing. Same thing, like, we have with Corona now. Why can't people just step up and say, we don't know? Right. And we're yeah, just going to go with the flow as we go with it. Why does everyone feel lose, like they have to know something? lose control. Once, once you say you don't know, then people don't. Uh-huh. I, I they feel like, no, I agree that it's not really what happens. They feel like they, the government feels like they automatically control lose control. Control feel like they'll lose control. Exactly. Right. How do we get here, by the way? I'm just, I'm actually, it's okay. I don't know. We don't need yeah. to know. We don't need to, know. Here, we don't need to make right a Xerashava. Okay, no we're good. <laughs> but yeah, I mean. It's going to be Tangent City, bro. We don't really want to talk about Corona, though. I really want to focus on, on you and yeah. and your experiences and, you know, you're giving over right now to whoever's listening. We've got some great gems already, right? Being a good coach, okay. what's important in that aspect and how to be a good coach. And, you know, so how about give some, some of the listeners some words of wisdom? Yeah. Uh, again, it's it comes from a lot of acceptance, experience, and uh, other people's per, uh, per, uh, perceptions. If you're going to be locked in and you're going to be stubborn and you're going to be whatever, no matter how smart you are and how many books you learn, you're never going to make it. You're you're going to always people are always going to hate you. It's going to be not hate you. Just people don't want to be around you. If you have, you have all these people, all these woke movement people and whatever it is, right? It's just ignorance. It's literally just ignorance. And there's there and since they don't know, they get all scared and like you know they lose that self confidence and they want that control. So they just be like, oh, they said this, so that has to be true. These woke movements are huge, so like, but we let it happen. Like you can watch it, like develop over time. I was just listening to Joe Rogan. He brought up something. He's like, when we grew up, everyone believed in religion. There was always like, you're Muslim, you're Christian, you're Jew, whatever. Buddha it doesn't make a difference. There was always religion. It was always like that coach. Go back yeah. to coaching. That coach in life, something to give you guidance. Right. You know, some people are missing parents or whatever, or you know, gone through. You know, kids in divorce situations. Like, I always wanted to write a book called "Kids: Kids in Divorce Situations." Right? I like that. Yeah. Um, again, no I way. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. One day we'll see if I write a book. Why I'm not? Starting to write that. it, guys. He's, I, that's I hate books. That's my issue. I can't. I hate reading. But either way, that's an incredible. Uh, yeah. What do they call it? Ha'ara. Acronym. 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 Coach. Okay. Now, this is where we were with Joe Rogan. He said, "Back when we were growing up, everything was religion, right? We had religion, so we had guidance, and it was normal, and we moved." If you notice, the more people started moving away from religion, the more liberals and woke and these whole movements, people have rights and entitlement. And, oh, now we don't have genders anymore. Uh, Like all these things, they just make up things. I'm more attracted to this. I'm attracted to people. You know, I'm attracted to socks. They just make (laughs) things up, dude. This is what happens when you have no God. Socks get me, bro. I I know your sock story, bro. I'm I'm more of like a a pants guy. You're saying without the, the religion forefront guidance then it's just a lack of coaching and a lack of guidance so lack it all comes guidance. down to yeah. what is coaching it's guidance you find yourself messing up at all when you're coaching oh i mess up all the time bro I, as a dad i don't stop messing up oh he's a dad i'm a human you know what you know where people start respecting you the most is when you're like okay i was wrong i'm wrong i learned you move on you tell your kids oh i was wrong all the time yeah I, so i ne- we never got that as kids right no never so My is that good or wrong. bad it's amazing they realize that okay, you know what? I don't have to just God fear him, and you know whatever. And he could do something wrong, but then he learns from it, or it doesn't. 
you know, we're guys. At the end of the day, we can do, you know, I'll put my hand on the fire and then two weeks later and put my hand on the fire. Again, I constantly do that. I literally do that. I literally. We're hamsters. Yeah. I literally do that, bro. I'll put my hand on the fire. Okay. And two weeks later, put that fire. The fire, because the fire is so good. Right. There's two aspects. so damn good. Right. Even in Tori Learn, there's two aspects of respect. There's fear and love, right? So growing up, our generation, I don't know where. Somewhere we're all in between. I think we're all like about ten years apart, right? Something like that. No, I'm how old are you? How old are you? I'm thirty-seven. How old? Ten years. Yeah, ten years, and you're like four years behind him, right? I'm Twenty-three. Twenty-three. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's again in these type of years that we're I'm going 90s. and we're moving so yeah. fast. He's you like have to remember the world is moving so fast right now. So ten years here is one generation. Four years is a generation. That's it how is. I consider it. it's it's yeah. crazy nice how fast. Well, so nice 90, Ninety-eight was another generation because. Yeah. That's when they had some smartphones at 13 or 12. Right. I didn't have a smartphone. Even, even or from 2000, when did YouTube come? 2006. 2006 to 2016 is 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 three generations right there. We're moving like iPhones, you know. Every right. six how months is another say, generation. How old did you say you were? 37. Okay, so let me ask you. You won't say you're the average 37 year old. No, I mean, I, I the good thing is I'm always gonna be a child. Like you're like, oh, okay, you're a man. I'm, I'm a child. Right. So you have a very youthful. Extremely youthful um, vibe. Vibe. Right? Also, you know, God bless me with good genetics, and most of my friends are bald, fat, and old, and don't move. I'm still playing football. Right. Um, I'm no, still it's like interesting. Would you run around? Uh, uh, sorry. Like, yeah. do you, are you comfortable with money? I don't care. Money does ne- will never influence me. Like I, so I come. Okay, I come from a home where we had nothing ever. Okay. My brother was. My brother is and was very money driven, and he's made it, and he's a high end guy. He's always busy, and he's always learning, and he's top, top, amazing guy. Amazing, like anyone who's ever met him is like, no, he's amazing. Right. He lives to work. I work to just live. So I'll clean toilets. I've I've done crazy jobs. I used to clean windows here in Israel. I've done. I was a mechanic. I was. I used to drive people around. I've done anything from being a mashkiach and a waiter and a busboy to like. Cleaning. I used to clean houses. I used to. I, I've done a little construction here and there. I'm always like willing to. I'm willing to do everything. So you know, it's, it's what I find is so interesting is this: is that like, would you, would you rather have the money or what you're doing technically now? Because I'm, I'm, com- I'm coming from two different right. perspectives. Perspectives. Look, because I'm more like you in a certain aspect. Where like I get dirty to get make the money. I like to work to live. And some people like to live to work, right? And but then, as a guy, you always would rather if you had that million dollars, okay? But at the same time, I think a person would so much rather hang out with you than with the person with the million dollars. You're just your vibes ten times better than the guy with a million dollars. Okay, so think of so it. So it just, it's just, it's just cool that people would still will chase the million dollars, even though I could look at you and I could put you side by side with the guy who has money, and I and I would be like, and I would choose to hang out with you. Oh yeah, Morty all day. Morty all day. 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 And then, but hanging out with everybody, it's like exactly. You know, your energy's insane. And then I can go back to my bed later that night and be like, still be chasing the money, even though it's that's, it's it's always gonna be look. Again, it comes from a very different place, and it comes from experiences. It's like such a different thing, and I hate money. I always hate money my whole life. I would anytime I have money, I'm just spending it. Like, what else you have money for? Um, I'm never gonna be rich, and that's okay. It's it's much easier to be comfortable, and I'm 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 the ultimate hustler. I mean, again, I can. There are times I co- I you see me I'm softball. I'm eight hours straight in the sun, 
uh, two weeks ago, I get a phone call from American Express Travel. They canceled my flight with my kids to America, and I had to figure it out. I was on the phone. I was planning on going to sleep at 1, and I'm like, I'll wake up at 7.30. Everything will be fine, and I'll get a night's good sleep at 12.49 or something like that. I get an email, and I call them up. I was on the phone with them till 5 a.m. Got to hop in a little of the Rangers game. And <laughs> another upsetting thing. Anyways, I, I went. I fell asleep at like five something to wake up at seven something after drinking like a couple of cups of vodka. Because how else can you deal with the situation? And I, I, I up, and, and you just got to do it. You just there's some. I'd say whiskey in, helps. Yeah, vodka. I go vodka. <laughs> I real alcoholics drink vodka. <laughs> it's straight to the point. Vodka, too, no? It's just yeah. It's also but it's clear. <laughs> right, it's clear. Yeah. As soon as you add any bourbon, there's a lot more sugars and different things. It's true, by the way. Mm-hmm. No, right. So, yeah, that's just like you just have to. If you have to do something, so I'm trying to teach that to my kids without abuse. It's a very fine line. Again, remember, so to go back to the abuse thing. Abuse can give you so much greatness. It can also put you into deep depression. But it can give you if you can just stay positive, like HIV. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing a nice little yeah. joke over there, like a dad joke. Yeah. yeah, so you come out on top. You, you, you just got to always, that's it. You, if you have to do something, you have to do it. Right. And, and this I'm trying to teach that to my kids. Like, I was complaining. We went somewhere on, like, Harvard song, like, Yo Mutt's Mood to watch the fireworks. And they stopped all the trains. And we had to walk 40 minutes at midnight almost with his bike. And we were going up mountains. I was living, like, by Nachlaot. If you ever go, like, up that Pizzalo Hill mm-hmm. over there. Oh, yeah. And he's tired. And I'm like, no, I'm, sometimes. Just got to do it. And he put up, put up a strong pace. Like, Daddy, you're right. And he just did it, and that gave me so much more nachas than Yeah, that is sick. I don't, I don't know if I've said this before on 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 the show, but and I don't know who said it, but I'm going to quote it as best I could, and it's exactly what you're saying. It was like some guy giving an acceptance speech, some wealthy maybe athlete or something, and he said, "I drove here in a escalator, something." And he said. My kids are going to drive here in a Ferrari. But my dad took a bike to work, and his his dad walked to work. And he, got, he says, guess what? My grandkids are going to be back to biking to work. He's like, now what does that mean? He said, hard times create, you know, those strength, those strong, strong, strength, people. strong people. Easy times create weak people. So you're coming from that abuse standpoint that, yeah, it can go both ways. So, like, I don't think he's going that extreme of abuse. But, yeah, you need to have a little bit of, of tough times growing up to be able to overcome because life is going to be tough. Close to 30 or above is a child of abuse. They blame it on the Holocaust. Yeah, because they went, whatever. They didn't know any better. It's just, it's just Again, like it's that, ignorance. Yeah. It's yeah. all ignorance. Yeah. But, you know, if we can do that and we can create strong kids without them being abused, abuse. yeah, there'll be a lot that's, less money in therapy. That's the goal. And, and I think it comes back, back, right back around to the main point, coaching. So when you're coaching, it's not easy. You got to run drills. You got to run those suicides. No one wants to do that. It's not fun. <clears throat> but there's also the fun parts of being in the sports. Big trick of that, which I found, is do it with them. In the beginning, my first, the last the last two years, I haven't as much. I've been a little busy with my own emotional stuff. Right. But 
years before I used to run suicides with them. I used to uh, run the drills with them. If they see you doing it, we ne- again, you never see your, your father always telling you, you have to do this, you have to do this, you have to do this. Like, for instance, my dad, you have to be at chakras early, you have to do this. No, he never was. Where am I supposed to get that influence from? <laughs> <laughs> That's a classic. Right? That's the most like, classic. I remember like, growing up, like he wouldn't wake up and I had to go take a cab to Yeshiva, let's just say. And we were 45 minutes away and he used to leave me $12 when it was $35. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, can you take me $12 far? <laughs> like, what am I supposed to do? So I used to just walk. And I, I got in trouble one time. So I, I went to Darche. I lived in Cedarhurst and I went to Darche. You know anyone knows there? I'm sure a lot of you guys I know, know there. Um, I walked through Mott Avenue 25 years ago. Is it it's still it's pretty ten bad? Times, it's still yeah. bad now. It's not then. It was. It was <laughs> and I got in trouble. I picked up. I can tell you how old I was because if you know this movie, The Sixth Man with Marlon Wayans. Yep. Look it up. Whatever. You know, at the wiki. Um, you can see when that movie was made. I got it bootlegged on Mott Avenue. And I got in trouble in Yeshiva for <laughs> forgetting it. Out. I don't know. I was somebody. I don't know. Somebody ratted on me or something. Oh, always that guy. Yeah, it's always you know, like that guy. I wonder what that guy thinks. He thinks he's helping people. No. No. It's again self. It's his self. It's arrogance, ignorance. It's it, it's ignorance. It's it's people who don't have the confidence to be themselves. It's like the guy that came over to me on the street and like Issa Rae, like because yeah. I shave yeah. completely with a razor on yeah. my head. He's not helping me. No. If you want to have a conversation about it, sure, go ahead. So the whole thing, another thing, the whole religion thing. It's it's between me and Hashem. There, it's you, very cool, yeah. You yep. are not involved. Even at that, my dad still tells me what to do. He tries to wake me up for Shachar still at 37 years old. I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not where you think you need me to be. And, it, and you have no control over that anymore. And and it's just, that's what it is. And, and Judaism teaches you to judge everybody. Uh, not not Judaism. Right. Uh, growing up in yeshiva. Like, let's say, for instance, davening. Well, you're always, da- like, I don't know, I don't know about everybody else. When I was davening, when I was a younger kid, I, you know, I'm davening, okay, I'm davening more kavana than this guy next to me, or I'm learning better than this guy. Yeah, it's always like that, it's so that, much, that, 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 that competitive stuff that competitive threw me stuff, off. And right. even until I was And then 19, you become 18. judgmental from it. And then, oh, he's not as good as me because he didn't do this Dude, as much. Did, so or much he did this avera. What you're doing is really reflecting on yourself. It's, you're just literally verbally diarrheaing on yourself. And you have to flush that out. You have, to take a, you have to look at the man in the mirror. Yeah, I'm such that. a fan of that because I, I went through a lot of that. Where like I, I, I don't know how. I wasn't so competitive in sports because I have a brother. But like in the base match, I was always this most competitive guy. And my mind was never at ease because you're always bouncing off the next guy. And there's a point where I was like, dude, this is like Yiddish guy. This is like religion. Like this is you're what like, it is. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out because I, my mind needs easiness. Like I'm a big thinker. I'm an overthinker. I'm this. I need to just keep my mind at ease and content. Like, I can't keep thinking. I don't know. It was just, it was too much for me. I'm like, bro, this is out of control. And I felt those feelings from my friends as well, like, coming at me. They were feeling so also that in- internal competition. So I was like, dude, if this is it, I'm out of here. Like, I just, it's not yeah. for me. But under- to- understand, it's not just you. Notice I just, how I just perceived yeah, it, right? How did I just yeah. say it? Yeah, super. I said, cool. I don't know about you guys, but I th- I'm almost sure everybody had that same feeling. So exactly. I think people we still have it. Right. Okay, I don't. Thank God, I don't. As as men, God. we're animals. We're we're our nature is animalistic. Yeah, we have to have that you know that human side and everything. But there, I mean, you can see it all the time. It's mostly guys, right? You know, for yep. instance, let's say like rape or killing, or it's mostly guys. You don't find serial killers that are women. 
Right. Right. Yeah. Think, yep. Because it's our animalistic nature, and it's how you're able to keep that in check. Now yeah. we have thoughts. I I don't know about you guys. I had some. I have thoughts all the time that are crazy. No, I have wild dude, thoughts. Yo. I was going. Who has the most wild thoughts? Dude, there. dude, I'm driving on the highway. I see this huge Mack truck right in front of me. I'm like, what would happen if I just she smashed ran. head in? <laughs> By the way, there's dude. a word for it. I looked this up once because we all have those thoughts, right? You're all like, why do I randomly just want to jump off a cliff, right? right? Yeah. So there's actually a thing. I I don't remember what it's called, but there's a real thing. It's called something. And it doesn't mean you're crazy. No, no, not at all. It's just it's natural. It's just a thought. Completely natural. It's just a a huge thing that people should know. That's another thing you also you just got. You're not crazy. No, that you're not crazy. No, because no, you know it's another thing you just got that we learned growing up. Machshavas, right? Right. Right. What's that whole thing? Oh, if you think it, you're doing the other. No, you're not. No, you're not. If anything, you're doing a bigger mitzvah by keeping yourself in check. Exactly. Oh, right. It's the that's the thing. I thing I learned was. That people beat themselves up. I did over machshavas, right? Over thoughts, and like, oh, you you try to force. You can't force a thought out of your mind. So then you go. So the so the mind keeps thinking the same thought because you're trying to force it out. So it keeps coming back, bang, bang, bang. You're like, who the hell? What am I doing? What am I? You go nuts, berserk. Meanwhile, you have to like appreciate your thoughts, and it's like you have to love it when you have a retard. When you're a man, you have like a real messed up thought. You gotta love it and tell yourself, yeah, I'm a exactly. freaking man. And then man. you can talk about it with I'm another man. guy. I'm a man. I'm a but freaking what's man. What's great is when you normal. have another guy that you can talk about it with. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we spoke about this in the podcast about like the friend, the friends. Oh, yeah. Like we can just embrace our re- messed up thoughts. Yeah. Of course, because you're not the only one. You think you're the only one? You're not. Every think, guy has these. By thoughts. the way, I think this might be the most important point of the show, and this comes around in general in life. Your business is just that. Mm-hmm. It's your business, right? Stop getting involved. Don't worry about what the next guy's doing. How much money the next guy has. You're you're the driver of your life. You're in the front. You're in the front seat. You're the only one laying on that pillow at night. That's all you. So I I just think that's the best point here. I think it's a combination. Once you get proper guidance, you're not going to be so worried about what the next guy's doing. And the whole yeshiva mentality and environment that is worry about the next guy almost because every Rebbe's telling you what you should do and what you shouldn't do and everything and then you and have your neighbor for your, your neighbor is telling you this and you you should go tell your neighbor if you see him doing something wrong but no stay in your lane guys <laughs> yeah drive your own car yeah if you want to learn how to stay in your lane go bowling guys i but think bowling. i think uh we're gonna wrap up right now but just to like Steph, sum it up please just to sum it up in summation here we have I think three crucial tips from a magnificent person here, Morty Charnowitz. Stay, stay in my lane. Don't, don't. He's staying in his lane. He's mag- Everyone's magnificent in their own way, but Morty's magnificent in many ways. And as you can see, a lot of experience in shows, a worked-on person continuously working on himself, try to be a better coach and father and friend. Another thing I'm going to add on that I'm never going to be good enough. And then when you have that. And that's the mindset yeah, you should have because you if humble. you think you're good enough – Check yourself. Yeah. Because you're not. Um, can, I ask, can I add one more thing? Like sure. for Yeshiva, do they still do Musser and Yeshiva? Mm-hmm. They still do like hardcore Musser Seder? I don't know. I don't know. Um, so when we were growing up, we used to, like in Yeshiva, there was like three hours of Musser every day. You got to ban that stuff, bro. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I want to hashtag ban Musser. Let go. That's back on another podcast yeah. where we talk about our new school system that we want to create. I mean, that I want to create. I don't know if uh, Yats wants to be involved in it or not, but. Hope he does. The America's really boys call me the Mashkia. We have similar <laughs> views, and I think you would really like this. So we'll save that for another episode. But 
in summation, Morty, coaching is integral. And, of course, he's right. If you disagree, stop listening. That's fine. We could talk about it. Call him up. Yeah. 052-5195. There we go. Can't wait to open up a phone line. line. When we open up a phone line, oh, my God. It is live, bro. We're coming in hot. The second point, though, that he said, um, what was that? Can't really remember. We've talked about so many points. What was the the crucial point? The guidance. Guidance and then stay positive. Staying positive. Exactly. And and coming from, changing it from abuse to just positive parenting, but a balance of hard hard experiences and that'll create you know, having someone that's going to strive and, and, and thrive in the world. And the third point is, is this last point that we just discussed, which is crucial. And I'm just going to label it as stay in your lane. Yeah, I love that. Lane. Stay in your lane, bro. Stay in your lane, and the guys. man who doesn't stay in your, in his lane, what do you call him? A rubbernecker. I guess we got a rubbernecker. We got the new. You're nickname. causing a lot of traffic in the island. You know what rubbernecking is? No. That's why they call you. Whenever there's like a standstill of traffic, there's some guy that got in an accident ten miles ahead, yeah. and everyone's turning their head and looking and slowing they're down. Neck, they're looking. They're oh, looking. Oh, they're rubbing the neck. Stay in your lane. That. Oh, stay in your lane and keep like going. Keep going. They're rubbernecking. Don't be a rubber. Look straight. <laughs>